0: Hello everyone. And welcome to episode seven of advice around the world. As always, you are joined by Amelia Garland and Ian Horn, And we're here to share some of the most interesting stories that we can find in the wild world of financial advice. Ian, we're in your neck of the woods for this one in the United Kingdom and to be more specific in Wales. So who is joining us today?
1: Thanks, Amelia, and you are quite right. We are in fantastic company today as we're joined by Jade Williams, director of JLWIFA in Swansea. Now, I'd be surprised if there's any other financial planner in the world uh, with a similar profile to Jade, and here's why. Uh, firstly, she's one of her nation's leading athletes and has been training towards the Olympics. Uh, secondly, she set up her own advice business in her 20s and already has over £100 million of assets under management. And thirdly, if those first two weren't enough, Uh, While many of us have just gotten used to the whole remote working thing, uh, Jade's been doing it for years and actually routinely looks after her clients while she's traveling to here, there and everywhere.
0: Wow, that is all very impressive. So Jade Williams, welcome to Advice Around the World.
2: Uh, Thank you for having me, um, both of you. It's really nice to... uh... Yeah, to be asked. So, so thank you very much.
0: <laughs> thank you for joining us. So, Jade, as I'm sure you've heard, we start this podcast every week with a big question, and you can't mention any of the things that Ian already spoke about. Okay. So, which is hard because he did yeah, mention I'm, a lot. <laughs> I've
1: not made it easy for you, Jade. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we need you to imagine you're at a dinner party. And the person next to you has asked for you to tell them something about yourself, something different, unique. So, what okay. is your answer?
2: Yeah. So, um, what I was saying was, um, I um, actually dance uh, Argentine tango. Um, so, I don't know whether that qualifies as um, yeah something unique and, and different to financial advice and and my sport that I do. So.
1: I think we'll qualify that for sure. I mean, is it something you do kind of recreationally or does the kind of competitive buzz take over with that one?
2: Yeah, so what I was saying with the Argentine tango is that um, it's uh, such a great uh, dance and it's uh, really, really great, but I do struggle to... To not be competitive with that as well, because obviously um, I'm a very competitive person that I get um, it's kind of you know in me from my sport and and everything. So um, yeah, with it with the tango, I have to try <laughs> try and just relax and and use it as something that is just really for the mind, just to. Um, so I can switch off from kind of everyday life, you know. So that's what, why I enjoy it so much. But it's very different. And again, I, I actually meet a lot of clients from there, so that kind of really helps uh, and homes into the, you know, uh, a lot of my clients and the type of advice um, that we that we tend to give because we, you know, our clients are so diverse. So,
1: I mean, Jade, I, I'm already enjoying this because I'm, I'm picturing the guys who usually meet clients on the golf course now turning <laughs> their hand to Argentine tango. Uh, and, and that's a mental image one that I hope doesn't stick with me for too long um but still um I think I have to I have to now bring on to the athletics side of your life because obviously you're well you've achieved a lot can you talk us through what you've done because my understanding is you're you're a Welsh record holder in a 3,000 meter steeplechase and, and you've been a national champion as well um so so what are you training towards and, and what's the current ambition for you right now
2: Yeah, I'm the current Welsh uh, national record holder for the steeplechase, which was really interesting because I'd never done the steeplechase up until two years ago uh, and I trialled it and I actually broke the record in my first ever time over the barriers Um, and honestly, I really didn't have a clue uh, what I was doing, I have to be honest, so um, I was just lucky with my long legs that I was able to kind of just (laughs) jump over them, but I have to say my technique and if you ask any of the top coaches, they'll say that my technique was completely awful to be honest but um but yeah so um but um yeah so sorry what did you say
1: it didn't stop you whatever your technique was i think i think maybe you've just pioneered a new technique that (laughs)
2: I kind of just winged it I've got to be honest and I thought to myself I'm I'm strong I was confident in my kind of capability um you know my my endurance at the time and I just thought well you know what I've overcome so many different things in my life I'm sure I can step over these barriers you know in a race um so I have to say it was very hard but um yeah it was a really it was a new challenge for me so that was great and what
0: is a steeple chase because I actually don't know what that is,
2: <laughs> okay, so it's yeah um it's basically like a long um a long barrier that is not a hurdle it's um it's a lot wider than a hurdle. Um, and it comes up to my knee, so um, I'm not actually sure of the exact dimensions of it, but you have five um, barriers and a water jump um, uh, in the tr- on the track, and it's a 3,000-meter race, so it's three kilometers, and um, every lap, every 400-meter lap of the track, you have to jump over these barriers. So it's very demanding because you have to have both the endurance um, and the speed to obviously uh, get up over the over the uh, barriers. So, um, yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, but actually, um, for um, I'm trying to qualify for the Commonwealth Games, um, which is in uh, 2022 in, in So um, yeah, so with the Commonwealth Games, I, I'm looking to actually move from the steeplechase to the 800 meters, um, which was my event actually throughout the years. Um, I did the steeplechase as a as a trial, and and don't get me wrong, I really enjoyed it. But for me, with the demands of work and um, obviously running a business, the 800 meters. I think it's just more achievable um, in terms of making a a championships because you have to be realistic with yourself as well. So how do you
0: balance your life between running a financial planning business and being an athlete? And
2: perhaps how does this athletic life affect how you run your business as well? Yeah, so um, it's an inter- interesting one because actually, when I was in the states and I was in um, the university that I was at, that actually taught me really great lessons for time management skills. We've obviously, know better than anyone, Amelia, that the, with a the track um, schedule out in the states is highly competitive. So every day yeah. we had, we had three hours of of, of track practice. So that um, really, really kind of helped me when I came back to the UK. Um, and. What I tend to do is um, I tend to bring in my sport as much as I can, you know, within the financial advice. So um, most of my clients uh, have either come from a sporting background or um, even if they haven't, they've um, been extremely interested in kind of how I've got from a small Village in in Wales in the middle of nowhere, um, to uh, hopefully an aspiring athlete and and also running a financial advisory you know business as well um, don 't get me wrong it's really difficult and, and at times I think to myself why <laughs> why am I doing too much but um I'd like to think that I am good at what I do in in both areas Um, and I just have to be careful with my health more than anything that I'm just getting enough recovery. So, um, but yeah, I mean, my days are, my, my clients are brilliant. I say to them, look, I can't meet you in the morning because I've um, I, I've got national training with the national squad, but I can meet you an hour later. And I mean, most of my clients, I say most, all of them are so accommodating. And if anything, most of our conversations are about my sport and, you know, <laughs> to start off with. So um, that, that's really, really, really nice that they're, they're on board as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've talked about this in the past, Jade, and, you know, I found it amazing when you were telling me about how you're having client conversations from, you know, all over the world, you know, Japan, South Africa, wherever you happen to be. Um, So I guess my question for you is, you know, where's the most interesting place that you've delivered financial planning from? And do you think that, you know, there could be a market for a more international uh, kind of planning proposition at some point?
2: Yeah no definitely Um, and actually that's what I'm looking towards. I mean a lot of my clients are actually um, expats um, as well so the most interesting place was I was in Kenya uh, in a small village. Um, called E10, and uh, there was barely any internet connection there. <laughs> um, I was sat in the middle of a field, um, watching um, uh, some children um, kind of run in front of me, um, milking cows, and um, coming up to me whilst I was submitting a, a mortgage application <laughs> um, with uh, with food, and they're just so happy. And then in the background, they had. Um, kind of drums from the kind of the national tribal music so that I have to say that was a very I wish I kind of snapped that moment of course I've got the memories but I wish I had a camera to really uh, yeah snap that moment that was amazing and what I tend to find is how that helps with the financial advice is that when I came to London um, there were so many different like avenues to go down I I went to so many different events and um, I made sure that I to be honest I wanted to explore different areas so I wanted to do investment banking and and kind of realised that wasn't really the route for me Um, I went down different um other areas and I had quite a few job offers to be honest but um I I met a financial advisor in London and um and he was telling me he said that it's such a great job in terms of you know you get to be your own and the job offers a lot of flexibility, but you have to make sure that you're really compliant and making sure that you've got a kind of a good background around you, which is what I didn't have. So I was really lucky. I went to a compliance company and they really just kind of showed me the ropes of where I needed to be and what I needed to do to, to get authorized um you know, in the UK. Um, so I basically went away, I studied my exams, did my exams in three months and um and then I basically just Uh, made sure that I I went out and and put myself out there really Um, and yeah that's how it all happened.
0: I was going to ask like what encouraged you to do it as a business owner
2: rather than as a planner for someone else? Um, this obviously fed into my sport, of course, a lot because um, one, I needed to make sure I had the flexibility of time. You know, I, I couldn't really work a nine-to-five job, um, and two, I mean, I left home in a small village when I was 16 years old, so um, I wasn't afraid to to step outside of the box. You know I wanted to be able to not have many uh, many costs or overheads and I wanted to be able to go out there and really try to give the advice that I wanted to give um, with my type of, you know my type of personality uh, friendly hopefully a friendly approach and, and not the kind of the big offices and, and, and all of that you know I wanted to make sure that the clients were happy and uh, and that, that all went hand in hand so it was a big step don't get me wrong but I'm really glad I took that risk back then, because um, it's
1: brought me where I am now, you know, seven, eight years later. Yeah. And, and was it daunting, you know, being a younger business owner and financial planner? Because, you know, in the market we're in, um, you know, you even get, if you're employed by someone else, many advice business owners are, are hesitant to put younger people in front of their clients, never mind running their own business. So I know, you know, you, you said you, you've you made a lot of brave decisions, you know, in your teenage years and early twenties, but, you know, were there moments where you thought twice about doing this?
2: Yes, of course, there were plenty of moments, and um, there were a lot lot of times where I thought it would have just been easier to to go and work for a bank. But that's not me, and I mean, as I said to you, I came from a small village, so in in the middle of Wales, so for me, going out to America was a big step. And for me, at age 16, with no support around me, I I just thought to myself, well, if I can do that, and I can be in an Ivy League university, and I am um, meeting all these amazing people, and um, I can come back to the UK, where obviously I'm I'm more at home. Um, I've got a, an amazing family, which which have supported me throughout, and that's been, I think, a key because my parents have always encouraged me to go out and just go for whatever I want to want to achieve. And um, yeah, so yeah, of course, there's been moments where I've thought to myself, and I've been completely. To my mum or to my father say oh, what am i doing but um, honestly it really really paid off and I, i'd like to say i'm a, a bit of a tough cookie and even when i've had a lot of other advisors and um, being really negative towards me or a lot of people saying that i can't do do things that actually gives me the drive and motivation to to be better and constantly try try to keep better in myself and making sure that my clients are benefiting from that you know so And with,
0: you know, more on the athletic life again, with the clients you mentioned earlier that you met a lot through, you know, through running and through, through your career as an athlete. So your, your experiences are obviously pretty unique um, in the financial planning world. So do you think it influences you in the conversations you have with your clients and how has, you know, your running and everything you built there had an impact on the advice that you do give?
2: Yeah, it has a huge, huge impact. I mean, usually the, the first part of the conversation we have with clients, they're just intrigued why I'm in the middle of a you know, um, South African forest <laughs> with my laptop, um, submitting mortgage applications or, um, checking out the markets and, and on, you know, with the investment platform. So it definitely has a unique, um, yeah, should we say it's, it's a, it's a big difference, uh, to a, to a lot of financial advisors, but that, that helps because as I said, it solidifies the, um, the connection between my clients and, and, and I, um, a lot of my clients in the UK have come from different parts, all, all around the world. Um, my client bank is so diverse; um, it, it's it's really incredible. Um, I've got I probably think I've got every continent uh, on my <laughs> on my client book, and that is really amazing because, as I said, I can I can really. Um, kind of experience, obviously, what they've, uh, you know, where they've grown up. For example, I was in India, um, I was in India for five weeks, and um, I've got a lot of Indian clients in the UK. And it's such a different conversation when you where you can see where they've grown up, or, you know, the poverty that they've come from. And that really, um, w- when you can understand those sides of things, then the financial advice just flows after that you know because there's no point in going into with a client it's amazing to follow amazing to follow the path of 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 the clients of how they've acquired the wealth that they have and um the stories like, i can really like resonate with so um yeah
1: yeah so it's, it's interesting it seems to me like you know as much as athletics is i can imagine training training for an athletics event is a very kind of uh, well intrinsic thing, right? It's kind of very much on you and it's a lot of your hard work. But I find it interesting that what you really actually relate back to people is the travel, the life experiences, the thing that kind of come with the athletics mm-hmm. rather than that itself. I mean, but but having said that, you say you have a number of clients who are athletes too. You know, what what are they any different as clients? You know, are they are they particularly kind of goal focused or possibly stubborn? I, I don't know. I'm not trying <laughs> yeah. to I don't know i <laughs> like it, but you know what I
2: mean? <laughs> definitely stubborn uh, and i'm also stubborn uh, a lot of them um but no it's it, it's great because they're very very motivated and i tend to find that a lot of my I say a lot almost all of my clients are extremely motivated people they're either business owners themselves they're athletes they they've got really kind of they're, they're very decisive with their um, with their with their opinions and uh, with what they'd like to do with their finances. So I really think you're right, in what you're saying is that it, it does relate definitely, and. Um, yeah, because they if they're making decisive decisions, that's obviously good for me as a financial advisor. Because you always want a client who, once you've kind of explained your recommendation, you always want that decisiveness. You know, you don't want to be having any really grey areas, especially where finances are concerned. You know, so that's definitely really great um, that I love from my from my clients. But yeah, the, I, I'd say the athletes aren't really any different as such I mean to me clients are, are clients you know it's the stories behind them whether they're an athlete whether they're a singer whether they're a business owner they all have their unique um, differences and that's what I love that's what I love about my job and that's why I'm so passionate about it so
1: I hey, superbly put that is a really nice answer and Amelia does that bring us on to our last question
2: it does
0: that leads us nicely into our our finale our grand finale um so jade we ask this to everyone as we do with our first question so for the international financial planning community that that is listening in can you offer one piece of advice that will help them to become better planners
2: the advice that i would give is have an open mind always and and always be Always think that you can do things and you can push yourself further. Um, I think we're in this, um, a lot of people that are in this environment that they think, oh, there's only a certain limit that I can get to, but there's never a limit. You only put that limit on yourself. So um, yeah, of course, financial advice and the actual process is extremely important, but, but I would say it's, it's more understanding people and making sure that yeah yeah you're not limiting yourself and you're always pushing for whatever goals you want to achieve whether it's athletically financially or or whatever hobby that you you want to you want to do so and have fun along the way because i always have fun <laughs> i'm always generally smiling and um i think that definitely comes across to people so you have to be a positive person and
1: great uh, jade that was a fantastic overview Uh, of your of your life and athletics and advice i'm sure we could talk for hours on all of this um but sadly sadly we make these about half an hour each so so jade look thank you again for joining us um we've been amelia garland and ian horn well i've been ian horn she's been amelia garland this is advice around the world thank you so much for listening